Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we, as we celebrate this graduation in the midst of this disruption, as we celebrate what you have done through our schools, through our students, through our families, through our church, as we celebrate these things, God, I pray that you will join us now and that you will make this, this your message in your name. Amen. 2020. Some good numbers. You've been looking forward to this day, but not just because you're looking forward to graduation, but you got to be the class of 2020. 2020, a vision for the future. 2020, those are some good numbers. We weren't as excited about 98 nothing really dazzling there. But 2020, this was going to be the year. This was going to be the great year. No offense to 2019, no offense to 2021, but 2020. You guys, you've been looking forward to this. I would imagine that not too long after you were born, at least by the time you started school, your parents realized that you were part of the class of 2020. They knew how great this was going to be. And yet here we are. We didn't see this coming. This wasn't how we planned. This isn't what we envisioned. But yet here we are. 2020. It's not how we saw it. What do we do with with brokenness? What do we do when things don't go the way they were planned? I mean, I guess it depends on how broken it is. It's last Sabbath. It was beautiful outside. Just absolutely perfect. So I decided I was going to go on a bike ride with my boys. Took my youngest Arlo and put him in the trailer and Emmett got on his bike with his training wheels and he was going to do it on his own. And so the three of us went off for a little jaunt around the neighborhood. So we were riding along, we were coming up to a stop sign and there was a car coming. So I said, Emmett, stop. But here's the thing, although Emmett has gotten pretty good at pedaling the, the whole stopping thing, that takes another level of coordination. And unfortunately, he's my son. And so as he went to stop, he, and I mean, he has two different methods for stopping. He's got like the handbrake and he's got the pedal brake, but he just got overwhelmed. And so as he went to stop, and he definitely stopped, I don't even know how he did it, but without connecting with anything, that boy bit it hard. And there he is, a pile on the pavement, the car that was coming, of course, Stopped like 20 yards before even getting to the intersection. They, they saw it happening. But just like in slow motion, that boy had his first bicycle accident involving no one but himself. He's definitely my son. Went and picked him up and put him in the trailer, put his bike in the back of the trailer, and we rode home. We got here and his mother 
cleaned his wounds and bandaged his skin knee. What do we do when we're broken? What do we do when things don't go the way we plan? I mean, I guess it depends on how broken. As a father, I should be buying wood glue in bulk. The ability to mend toys with wood glue is phenomenal. In fact, there's usually a small stash of things that daddy needs to glue back together. When we're broken, we just want... We want things to be mended, to be put back together. So, what if, what if they're too far broken? What if they're too far broken to just simply be glued back together? What do we do then? Well, then often we want things to be undone. God, God, can you, can you undo this? Can you take me back in time to before this happened, God? Can you bring this back to life? Maybe it's a failed relationship. It's gone too far to simply be fixed. It needs new life breathed into it. It needs to be brought back to life. Maybe it's it's your grades. And if we're at this point of the the year, it's too late to fix the grades. God, can you undo this? Can you somehow fix what is beyond fixing? But then maybe there's the most painful of all. Where all we want God to do is stop it. When you're in the middle of the storm, when the pandemic is raging around you, God, God, can you stop it? Can you speak to the wind? Can you speak to the waves? God, can you stop this madness? Because I can't make it any further. That's usually how our prayer requests go, aren't they? God, can you fix this? God, can you undo this? Or God, can you stop this? All of our prayer requests come from the place of brokenness. God, this is where things are broken. Can you you fix it? I love Jeremiah chapter 32. Jeremiah is praying to God. He's talking about the brokenness. He's asking God to intervene. In verse 17, I love the way he puts this. Ah, Lord God, it is you who made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Did you catch that? Nothing is too hard for you. Why? It is you who made the heavens and the earth by your great power. You guys, this is good news. I love this because our God is a creator. 
He's not just a fixer. He's not just an undoer. He's not just a stopper. He's a creator. And so although our prayer requests come from our place of brokenness, his answers can come from anywhere. Because when you're a creator, you don't have to start where it's broken. You can start from any point in the universe. If you can speak things into existence, then is there any problem too hard for you, God? Of course not. Is there nothing that he cannot stop? He can speak to the wind and the waves. This is the God we serve. And so class of 2020, as we, as we look at the point in Earth's history where we are in the midst of the pandemic, we have nothing to fear because we serve a God who is a creator. He's not limited by our brokenness because he's a creator. But that's terrifying too. It's terrifying that he can start from anywhere. We know this because we've grappled with this before. God, if if you can start from anywhere, then what keeps you? What keeps you from starting over? <coughs> I mean, let's be honest. As we were going through Bible studies, you come to the story of Lucifer, you come to the story of Adam and Eve, and you have to ask the question, God, why didn't you just start over? Why didn't you recreate Lucifer and keep doing that until you get a model that works? Why didn't you recreate Adam and Eve? If you had have just started over, yes, they may have made the same mistake again, but eventually... Eventually, we would have gotten to a point where they didn't choose to eat the fruit. God, if you're a creator, if you're a creator, then why are we here? Because if, if you can do anything... and you can see the future, then how in the world did we end up here in 2020? How is this a reality? But it's also terrifying because when we're broken, With that philosophy, we expect God to discard with us and start creating something new. That's not the God we serve. That's not the God we serve because although he is a creator, he's bound by love. Although he's a creator, he still deeply loves each and every one of you. And so he doesn't just start over. He doesn't just begin anew. He starts with our brokenness. 
This is no more evident than when the God of the universe, instead of starting over with the creation of the earth, he instead chose to start over as a baby in the midst of our brokenness, in the midst of our storm, where things were so terribly, it didn't seem like things could be undone. The God of the universe chose to be born into the middle of that storm. That's how he chose to fix our problems. It's not, it's not the way any of us would have done it. It's not the way any of us would have even imagined, but it's how Jesus did it. He starts with our brokenness. The creator God, the one who can do anything and everything, chooses to limit himself by our brokenness. This is good news. This is good news because he can take our brokenness and transform it into whatever he wants. This disruption, this pandemic, this place that we found ourselves in, it to us seems like a catastrophe. But this disruption, when we're dealing with a creator God, becomes a beautiful opportunity. Because now, God can take all of our brokenness, And in that space, he has the ability to create something beautiful. The beautiful thing about a creator God is when he fixed brokenness, he doesn't just restore it to how it was before. Jesus there with his disciples in the midst of the storm and they woke him up. Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? He speaks to the wind and the waves and he stops the storm. And he doesn't just stop it to a point where it's manageable. He doesn't just revert it back to its normal operating order. But instead, Jesus, when he speaks to the storm, the wind is gone. The waves are gone. I would imagine that if you looked across the lake that night, It would have been like glass. This, this is the God we serve. And so when he creates, when he takes your brokenness and he acts, he can do anything he wants. So what... What does that mean for us, class of 2020? What what does that mean for us? You see, we had high hopes for 2020. We had beautiful visions of exactly how this was going to work. But none of us saw this coming, this disruption this pandemic, this thing that has taken the world and turned it upside down. None of us saw this coming. None of us would have predicted this. None of us imagined this is how the school year would end. But instead of looking at this as this terrible catastrophe, this disruption actually 
presents an opportunity. As disruptions often do, our brokenness always presents an opportunity when dealing with the Creator because it gives Him space to work. So class of 2020, you always knew this was going to be a good year. But I challenge you, you didn't realize how good it could be. Because this brokenness, this this pandemic that is outside of our control, this is where God acts. You see, when things are outside of our control, that provides a space for God to move outside of our control is one of the safest places to be if we serve a creator God. In Mark chapter 6, we find one of my favorite stories. Feeding of the 5,000. This is one we have known as far back as we can remember. It's part of our Sabbath school lessons. Read to us as children. Story of little lad. It's a beautiful story of God's power at work. It's a beautiful story of what God is able to do. Because he takes this little boy's food, five loaves and two fishes. He takes that and he transforms it into enough for this multitude of people. But one of the details I love about this story is there were leftovers. Twelve baskets of leftovers. God, when he creates, he doesn't just create what you need. He creates above and beyond. So here we are. This isn't how we envisioned, but this disruption, this divine disruption, I believe, presents us with an opportunity to see God work. Class of 2020. I ask you, how did you imagine the future? Been seeing a steady steady stream on Facebook of Academy seniors with all of your plans, what school you're going to go to, what, what degree you're going to seek, what type of career you're envisioning. It's beautiful. But those are your visions. We've seen this year that the things we plan don't always pan out the way we want. I challenge you. Let's take this moment of disruption and invite the Creator God to come in and speak. Speak to our brokenness. Speak to our storms. I challenge you, let's invite that same God in and take 
our plans and hand them over to him. Give him this opportunity when things are outside of our control to take control. Give him the opportunity to create in you what he sees. Let 2020 be the year where the graduates from Andrews Academy and the graduates of Ruth Murdoch Elementary School, let it be the year that they let the Creator God work through them. That's something I would love to see. I can only imagine what it would look like If in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this storm, in the midst of this disruption, God spoke and rose up a generation that could do above and beyond our wildest dreams because they're not our dreams anymore. They're his. That doesn't mean you can't be an engineer and serve God. It's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is I want you, as you're planning your future, to take a step back. Allow this disruption, allow this brokenness to be a place where God works. And I challenge you, take a step back and let God speak to this storm. Take a step back and allow God control of your brokenness. Take a step back and allow God to create in you what he's been longing to do. Imagine. Imagine what God could do if he took our five loaves and two fishes. If he took the little bit we had to offer, imagine what he could do for this world. With his few disciples, he turned the world upside down. What could he do with your graduating class? What could he do with your brokenness? What could he do in the middle of this storm? Dearest Heavenly Father, God, we we hand you these graduates. We hand them to you because this disruption has reminded us that we cannot manage everything. This disruption has reminded us that we cannot maintain control. And so, God, we hand these graduates to you. We hand them to you knowing that you love them. We hand them to you knowing that you care for them. And we hand them to you knowing that you are a creator God, and so nothing is too hard for you. And so, God, I pray that now 
the class of 2020. Let it be your vision that is their future. God, you've longed to do a new thing. You've longed to create in our brokenness. And so, God, we invite you. Take this class and do beyond our wildest dreams. Let this class change the world for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen.